to see for yourselves one of the most amazing events. When is this great experiment for me? Impervious to heat, impossible to move. Is it human or inhuman? Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It's time for the Peaky Drummy Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Hello and welcome to the Geeky Brummy Podcast. It is day two. Wasp! 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 It's gone. Three. Okay. What happened then? <laughs> I was getting through. <laughs> we were not doing very good about bag rolls and that side of it. At this time of year, your potential hazard from wasps is at the very, very Middle. low end. Hello and welcome to the Geeky Brew Podcast. It is day two of Insomnia 64, the biggest gaming festival in the UK. Joining me today, Mr. Keith Bluefield is back. Hello again, Ryan. Mr. Guy Halford is back. Yep. And Mr. Lee Price is back. Hi. How are we all this morning? Had a busy, busy night, all of us yesterday. Guy, what did you get up to? I had to you had to be plus one at a wedding, so like you know, like when even one of you in the couple knows somebody and then you get invited to someone's <laughs> wedding and you're like, no, nobody has. Eee, that was a dog making that noise, it was cute. <laughs> uh, so you get like um, invited to a wedding and you're the plus one and you literally know nobody and it's just like, I thought I'd just sit here and kind of endure this activity now. Do you want to explain your outfit in comparison to everybody else's <sighs> outfit? Yeah, I didn't really... Um, I didn't put in a lot of effort, really. Like, I turned up and, like, like Laura's pet, Laura's, um... You turned oh, up as Laura's pet. <laughs> turned, sort of pet yeah. uh, no, Laura, like, people she did her teaching course with, they were all there with their, their chaps, and they were all literally all, like, shirt, tie, smart shoes. I turned up wearing a flowery shirt, a pair of chinos, my David Bowie shoes, and, like, a big baggy granddad cardigan. So like, your normal dress, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, just basically turned up like me. Um, oh, I just... It was just not good. It was just average at best. I was I was judging the DJs as expected. Um, How out of ten? Poor. Just no, just they were in company T-shirts. Like that is a it's a no no really. It's just mm-hmm. a no no. Um, they didn't get anybody on the dance floor to about ten o'clock really. Like that's pretty shocking really at a wedding. Yeah, that's bad. Did they not whip out black lace? No, they look like they take themselves too seriously to do that. Um, but if you're a wedding DJ. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's, it's a People captive, expect the favourites. They want to yeah. be on the floor slapping a dirty dance floor yeah. with their hands. Yeah, like a captive I'm, audience. People have had too much to drink, too much cake, and they'll dance to anything. Like, I I hate a lot of, sort of your traditional wedding fare, but if I was DJing a wedding, I would play it. Because it, yeah. it kind of has to be. It gets people on the floor, and that's what you're there for. It's true. <laughs> Gotta play Superman with a jive bunny. Jive bunny. <laughs> um, that's what people that. Remember, a wedding is going to be countering for all ages as well, so you've got to go from like the sixties right through to now. I mean, like you, you laugh at Joe Bunny, but I think Joe Bunny is what led to my interest in mashups later in life. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like the, the the mistake they made was they played like new hit, old hit, new hit, hold, old hit. No, you go for decades. the decades. That's what, that's what yeah. I'll be doing because your elderly audience are going to go home first. As with every wedding, mm-hmm. so you play like your early stuff first, and then move through. Yeah, you build, you build, yeah. you yeah. set. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. then you always finish on Kings of Leon. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and then there was the food situation. So I was like, I, I was hoping to get some free food out of this situation. Um, Did they have samosas? No, it was like a pork bath, but I'm not eating pork now anymore. So I had to literally have a stuffing bath mm. uh, and chips. But like, literally, I, I ate it, and then I was just like, I, I contemplated how much time should I wait before going up for seconds. Then I thought about it. I said, Do you know what? I'm just I'm doing it. <laughs> just but, loop around. Yeah. But then what I did was I put my cardigan on as a disguise when I went up the second time. I'm like, oh, they'll never recognise this same like, tubby bearded <laughs> long haired gentleman the only with a man. cardigan on. <laughs> yeah, they'll um, never recognise. At which point? So, at which point did you put on the sunglasses and the fake moustache? <laughs> So well, they'll never not recognise the only man not here in a suit. Will yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not yeah, as if the shoes true. would be a giveaway. <laughs> I mean, like I wasn't the only one who went back up. There was a fellow in the chap wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and he went back up for another helping. And and, and 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 your typical tubby uncle went up for a second helping. Like he was first up there. I think I've talked about this before. My dad has the technique of going last at any buffet, at any wedding, because mm. he's the full-on grazer, and it's just like truck, truck hands come in <laughs> and like build a food mountain. <laughs> you know, like the mashed potatoes he did in a in a close encounter. Mm-hmm. That's what my dad's plate looks <laughs> like. A decent buffet. I'm curious as to what kind of a family reception this was, though. If the, some of the food choices was a pork bap and chips, it's the kind of thing that I expect to get off a cart at a fun fair. <laughs> <laughs> At a wedding reception, <laughs> sounds a little bit off. But like, I feel like that's like the modern thing at a wedding. So I went to a wedding and it was like chips were on offer and stuff like that. I was like, that's a bit hard to chip. And I feel like that's like the modern thing is to have like some kind of like, like almost like car boot style snack. I've, yeah, I've been, I've been to some wedding fairs where the kind of vintage van that's kitted out as like a street food thing mm. is part of the, yeah. the, the thing. But the ambiance. Not, not mm, yeah. the kind of like wedding reception food, which is generally poor anyway. It's some... It's basically mom's gone to Iceland and bought all the <laughs> platter trays. A pork roulade. Do you, know what, do you know what's cringe as well? Like when we got there, there were like three lads outside and they were like doing, they were doing like your Ed Sheeran acoustic singer songwriting nonsense. But like one of them was singing, one was playing guitar. One had like, you know, the Dion Dublin box that like football the Dion Dublin made. Just you know, a like, box. Just like wooden box that you sit and tap and he seems to claim it as being some kind of drum, but it's not. It's just a wooden box that you tap. It is a legitimate musical instrument. The Dion, the Dion Dublin box. Yeah. So anyway, Anyway, they um, they were playing they were playing some songs, but then like they made the foolish decision of playing Rapper's Delight. I mean, I'm not being funny. Like a white guy should not be trying to rap Rapper's Delight. It's not. It's no. it's cringe. No. I mean, at the best of times, oh, Rapper's yeah. Delight, great song. It's a cringe every rap because they talk about going over to a friend's house to eat and the food mm. ain't me no good. You know, it's just like, well, don't maybe don't do it. Pr- maybe they was trying to warn you for the mu- for the word of song guy. <laughs> the food uh, ain't no good. The food, the food wasn't that good. But like, don't don't try and do rappers. And then and then after that, they followed it with La Bamba, and it was like, no, just like just stick to your like I, Ed Sheeran debut. Yeah. I can I can kind of give you a worse um, guy with a guitar rapping. So there was a point where I worked at um, a small marketing agency in town, um, and one of the days that I was there. There was a busker outside, very loud. <laughs> One of the songs he did was Linkin Park's In the End. Oh. <laughs> so he sang the chorus, but also did the rapping. <laughs> I don't think buskers should rap. I don't think that's no. a thing. I, I just, I just, just let's just act buskers as a concept. <laughs> I can't be bothered with it. Like you know, you're obviously not going to get signed, so just don't bother with I'm it. I'm okay with with buskers if they're good, but that's very rare. It's usually a white guy with a guitar playing Wonderwall, <laughs> and 
Can we just ban that, please? Can we ban the song that, Wonderwall? And that wasn't that great when it was multiple yeah. people with guitars and a yeah. drummer and a singer. I always love the capitalisation of buskers when you go down to London, where there's like specifically designated busk mm. spots which you now have to hire. Yeah, it's Do like doesn't like that like defeat the whole point of being a proper busker is like you just rock maybe up, you feel you like get your guitar like case a, out like a you, gig. Yeah, yeah, basically. But like, I feel like the term busker is like a derogatory term. I mean, almost like the term chugger for a charity worker, like on the streets, like like a busker. Oh, it's a busker. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, but at least a busker just stays in one place and doesn't hound you down like a tiger chasing the gazelle on the Serengeti, <laughs> like the charity workers do. Can I just stop you for a minute? It's okay. I'm not going to try and get anything uh, off you. Uh, just a second. Just want to have a quick chat. What's going on? The only stop res- following me. The, I'm wearing headphones the, for a reason. The only response to them is. No, I'm already signed up. Even if they're not where, even if it's not obvious what their charity is, just say I'm already signed up. Sorry, and it works because they can't do anything about that. The one I hate more than anything else is when I have my headphones in going home from work. I walk home from work. I have not my headphones. I have my headphones in, listening to music. I'm, I'm ensconced in my personal space bubble, and then they wave in front of my face. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like no, you're now actually interrupting my life to try and flog me a charity which I probably already do give generously to go away my favourite situation that's ever happened to me is um, back in Redditch somebody tried to stop me on the street and I wasn't having any of it and he tried to be clever and spin his folder on his finger and he dropped it on the floor and the paper came out and I just looked at him and was like smooth and just walked off like yeah you really you know that, that's great mate it's like that's made my day see I, I've lived in Redditch and that just sounds like the Redditch experience in full really so <laughs> So anyway, that was that was my night. Um, how how was the the the, 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 the what, what what did you guys go to? Was it a, a theatre screening? Was it a play? Was it a, a See, book signing? I, there was something event geeky brummy thing that you were doing. Oh, it's it's almost like we've been talking about it on Twitter excessively for weeks now. <laughs> that escapes me. Uh, was it was it a screen brum it event? Was, it was, was a it? screening of Batman and Robin, wasn't it? Actually, no, it wasn't. It was Batman nineteen sixty six. So we yes. did a little bit of a podcast beforehand. And you put then... me on stage. <laughs> yes. Keith, Keith on was stage. very yes. nervous about being on stage. He shouldn't. At the be on first opportunity on I had, I ran off into the audience. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that because imagine I've been there? Like they would definitely would have started playing some music from the full Monty if Keith had been on stage. I mean, I mean here's the thing, guy. You would have had to have been dragged on stage as well, and there were cameras. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we got introduced to the Interstellar soundtrack, and that's like got some kind of pressure there. It was kind of like this is like one of the greatest soundtracks ever. We all just sat there like, hello. It was kind of appropriate the the scale of us tiny little figures <laughs> underneath a most ginormous screen behind yeah. us. I feel like I would have been all right, but I blasted into that wedding last night feeling like some kind of celebrity. They didn't even know who was there. <laughs> no, it was really good. It was good turnout. We had people dressed up in Batman clobber all over the spot. Dave Massey. No, Dave Massey is currently in Glasgow. I know he is. He's he's trying to find sunshine in Scotland. It's only a little train ride. He could have come down. <laughs> but it was good fun. I enjoyed it. Keith, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's the first time I've seen it on a, a screen of that scale, uh, quite impressively. But um, it holds up pretty well. I mean, it, do, it is a product of its time. Yeah, it was nice quite and colourful. It, it was mostly inoffensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, scientifically... Possibly a little on the dodgy side, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, it was it was, a, it was a good fun, good 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 night, really. Yeah. I have a question for you, yes. not about the screening, but about a text message you sent me after the screening because you dropped me a message saying, "If Dave Massey wasn't there, you dropped me a message saying I'm dropping Mass and Keith home. Who's Mass? Do you mean Keith and Mads? 
Oh, we came as Mass on the text message. Mass, who is Keith's wife. Oh. No, you said Mass, and I was like, why is he? Well, it's weird he's calling him calling Massy Mass. She's she's not really my wife. She's more my keeper. <laughs> <laughs> she stops. I mean, she stops me wandering into the road. Dangerous information to tell me that. To be fair, <laughs> but it was more that you had a very long bus ride home. But yeah, it would have been a, a bit of a palaver. So we we thought it'd be nice to drop Keith back to his doorstep. Which is pretty cool. Very, very, very gratefully received. So was the yeah. event a success? Like, yes. I mean, fingers crossed we'll be running it again. It seems to go really mm-hmm. well. Next, we'll be showing my home movie I made about Keith. <laughs> <laughs> we did actually show one of our YouTube videos before the film, which was yeah. Keith's lovely and astounding comics refit video. Oh, Keith's face was in on on full. No, 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 no. Keith, nar- Keith's narration. Keith's silky voice was on. My face was big on the screen at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Did you run in front of the projector? (laughs) Did anybody start playing hand puppets in the cinema? Like, uh... no, there was a couple in front of us who seemed to be having a nice date night. Were they Mm. macking? I don't know. I don't. I don't stare at. Were they getting off with each other? (laughs) I don't. I don't look at the cinema and stare at other people. Everybody at the screening was very code compliant. Yeah, Mm -hmm. very Very useful. No, no risky business going on in the back seat. There was certainly no risky business. All right, I think it's time for us to go and play some games. So we'll be back in a little bit. Keys come up with the game. Come it's not really game. come up with, come with the game. With it's the kind of been done already. Yeah. yeah. The idea of t- a-, a tournament. Some <laughs> so no, Keith, you've invented the very concept I've of tournaments. The entire Insomnia 64 is a tribute to my genius <laughs> idea of games, but done like videos. Keith, you've invented a game tournament for us to play. <laughs> invented it, yeah. Yes. You've invented the concept of the Geeky Brummy Gaming Tournament. The Geeky Brummy Gaming Tournament. Specifically that one. The, the ge- one. World Cup of Geeky yeah. Brummy. Yes. Oh, I didn't notice if any FIFA games. They would have been good to uh, do that. Well, it's just taken half an hour. No, they're not time. good because no one knows how to play FIFA because it's, <laughs> it's physically impossible. You just press circle, which is injuring all the other players, and mm-hmm. then it's automatically a draw. FIFA 09, Wales, Ryan Giggs against Brazil, <laughs> out to the wings, long shot, chip it in, score. Easy. Sorry, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, come on then. Explain is Ryan, this tournament. Is Ryan Giggs the most relevant footballer you know still? <laughs> it's, he's the greatest. Rude Hullet, less first he's, he's the greatest Welsh captain of all time. Um, <coughs> it, which isn't difficult to pick. No, the idea was <laughs> that we're at a games convention. Are we? Yeah, of which a lot of it is based around kind of competition. So I thought what we would do is we'd each choose two games of our choosing we like and then there would be a draw and two two, two people would play each other the winner of that game would go forward okay. to the, the championship so game knockout, so it would be kind of like a knockout so can it's, I play it's you? Two, no it will be a random draw um, so yes you could do if, it, if the draw goes if the way. draw goes away so you you could you could choose a game which which is in your favour but you might not get it in your draw so it's kind of mm-hmm. a, it's a, a very risky situation for everybody so there's a bit okay. of a challenge I but it's just understand. to um, you don't understand anything <laughs> we'll <laughs> explain as we go along we'll choose who plays each other a game is selected you play that game okay, mm-hmm. okay go on then let's get going we're so, gonna- Lee's made a list of the games right. that are available to choose from. Yes, so the list of games that I have, we've got Tycho Drum Master, we've got Super Mario Kart, we've got Pokken, we've got Smash Brothers, we've got Crash Nitro Kart, we've got House of the Dead, Point Blank, Pokemon Stadium, Tekken, Street Fighter, Time Crisis and Mortal Kombat. 
and those so you get options. to choose two of those games. Okay. Because we're going to need four. I to think play I know my through. two. So I'm going to obviously put Smash Brothers down as one of my options. We all got to share this one pen. <laughs> this is this is right at dead air. We're going to have to fill. Look, if you want a pen, I've got I've got a few. Please <laughs> <Lee's> pens. <laughs> Thanks. How come you've got loads of pens on you? Because I like carrying pens around. <laughs> what I haven't worked out is how we're going to choose who plays who. Right. You haven't thought this through then, basically. Mm-hmm. Shall we do Look. rock, paper, scissors? Yeah. Does that work? A rock, paper, scissors, Spock? Yeah. Oh my god, this is, this is <laughs> not very well thought out radio, is it? Yeah. Look, I just came up with a concept. I haven't got a development team of 64 people to work out the specifics. <laughs> What, like Vegas? I'm just an ideas man. It's like if somebody else comes up with the logistical solutions, guy. I mean, I like to think that we're an organised radio <laughs> show, uh, an organised podcast, not like other, other local film-based entertainment shows. So, how did the rock, paper, scissors thing work? Right, so... How's that going to work visually on the radio? <laughs> you say the words, rock, paper, scissors, spark, don't you? Well, the other way we can do it is it dip. Oh, oh yeah, that, <laughs> so that, that works even better. Wow. If I'd known we had a table, I would have brought a D4. <laughs> right. Can you not make one out of paper? <laughs> okay, so right, I'll go versus Guy. All right, yeah, fair so, enough. No, no, no. no. I, I've got, I've got a different. I've got, we got a different. Oh, don't rip that paper! It's just a little <laughs> tiny bit at the bottom. You don't need it. <laughs> there we go. Right, now we're all going to pick our own days. I feel, I, feel, I feel like he should have prepped this prior to us going on air. It's, it's, in, it's what's it? What's the, what's the word? Improvisational, that's good. Yeah. Some, um, somebody tell me a story. Oh, that looks like Lee, it is. what was your favourite game of yesterday that you played? Um, my favourite game of yesterday that I played was probably um, Lord Winklebottom Investigates, which was the uh, one of the games that we did an interview for. Mm-hmm. Chap over there. In a SpongeBob SquarePants hoodie, why? <laughs> why? Maybe he's a big fan. The Lord Winklebottom game was superbly brilliant, mm-hmm. mostly as well because I was watching uh, Lee play this. I couldn't hear anything, and was literally pushing him out of the way to go. <laughs> oh no, this is what you need to do. Uh, so he was, how giving, he was giving me notes on the side. Yes. Yeah. It looked, it looked great. I looked like the look at that. I think that and Disobedient Sheep were just genius in terms of simplicity mm-hmm. and being able to play them. Mm-hmm. Well, me and Lee played Disobedience Sheep yesterday and I was... I think our version was supremely awful. Yeah. We only saved five sheep at the end. Okay. Got it. Um, I think he's ready now. Draw right. the first name. It's like, it's just like the uh, football tournament. So this is the first person to be chosen. Ryan picks himself. <laughs> and Ryan will be versus... Don't put your own name back. <laughs> that's not going to work. Ah. No, that's, the, that's right. No, this. And you will be versus Lee. Oh, oh. I've lost. I've lost. <laughs> I got key. So yes. yeah. that means in the first round, it's me versus Guy and Ryan versus Lee. Lee. So does Lee want to choose what game you are going to play? Okay. Let's see what this one is. It is House of the Dead. Okay. Oh, and Guy, oh, you can choose the game that we are going to play. Yeah. Uh, Just one, it's fine. <laughs> drum thing. Oh, <laughs> drum thing. 
Okay, this is, uh, I'm this is very happy that the drum thing got picked. Right, <laughs> so I've got to keep those because the winner's be round will have to yeah. go for the right later, okay. so it's going to be fairly straightforward. What are we doing with these ones? I'll just keep them in my pocket as a memento. Okay. Should we go? Should we go play round one now? Go, yeah, yeah, we'll go play round one. Shh. We'll see you shortly, peoples. House of Dead. Like they—they've just had two guys in a car. Nice looking car, guys in suits, men from uncle type looking blokes. Uh, there was like some flying thing, it's just like outside the cathedral, like like they were having a chat to it. Now they're shooting some guy zombies. Apparently all the zombies in this game, like they wear jeans for some apparent reason. Uh, I'm like, why do all the zombies in this wear jeans, Cave? Uh, because they are very good at just like, when, when you rot in, it keeps all of your um, junk in position. Also, some zombies wearing three-quarter lengths as well, and we talked, spoke about that. They're very fashionable zombies. Uh, we spoke about three-quarter lengths before, though. It's not a fashionable thing, really. Um, why are they in the middle? I don't get like why the zombies are kicking around a, a, a library for. Um, now, it seems a bit pointless to me. They rescued some man. Again, a lot of people wearing suits, and they say all look like they're from like an Italian giallo film. Very stylish suits, though. Yeah, like everybody is in a well-off community of zombies, you know, like... Oh, and now now those zombies look like me, to be fair. They've got a lot Dual-wielding axe zombies as well. Yeah, they got my hair going on. Um, who's winning? I don't know who's winning here. At this stage, it's very difficult to see. I thought it was a co-optive game. But you're also scoring points for being the best um, fire. And Lee, I think, here is... Um, not doing quite so well. He's lost a few lives. Has he? Yeah. Ryan's having a little adjust of his glasses there to make sure that, you know, like he can fully see the screen. You know, he doesn't want his glasses to fall down midway through the game and then, like, lose sight of the game, lose track of what's going on. They just rescued a man by a well. Potentially the guy who's going to commit suicide jumping in that well. I don't know. Why did the zombies have green blow? So it's family friendly, I believe. That's uh, what he is. I mean, is that family friendly? There's a nice stylish zombie there with a nice cut-off shirt as well. Yeah. Looking pretty tasty. Now we've got mutant frogs. Oh, that's terrifying. I hate frogs. Frogs are genuinely nightmarish. Like the Bear Grylls frog. Apparently some bloodstains. Jeez, bloodstains. Oh, snaky things. I think they're kind of very, very disgusting leeches. It's not ours. That's a different. We haven't seen that type of zombie before. He's got a couple of wrenches. He was obviously fixing up a car or something, you know. Uh, zombie in a window there. Well spotted. A weird looking green bogey sewer zombie thing. A couple of pots they've just shot. Got a few points for that. Uh, somebody just shot a child. Ryan just killed a child on the game. Oh, Lee killed the child. He doesn't seem that remorseful about it, to be honest with you. He's quite happy with what he did. A lot of things jump out at you on this game. It's kind of... Uh, very acrobatic yeah I think so yeah that one's still going what the hell who is winning this game Ryan is I think yeah more more zombies in jeans generic CPU zombies nobody's shooting the oil barrels yet oh Lee tried it there what does that mean if they shoot an oil barrel yeah, a very nice explosion generally oh, really why was that girl lying in a dumpster How are you finding your experience so far playing the game that is on the TV, on the computer? All right. I've still got all my lives, so I'm doing okay. 
How are you finding the game that is on the TV that you play with a computer? Uh, not too bad. Wish I hadn't killed the child. I mean... It also shot a lady in her private parts as well. It was that too. I didn't mean to do that either. Lee, you're a horribly violent man, I have to say. I I apologise. That's all I have to say about that. That, There's some, like, Iron Man-type business going on here. Like, they're just shooting a big guy in some, like, stuff. Is that, like, a boss or something? This is the boss level now, yeah. This is Judgment. Judgment? Yeah. That's a real bad name for a boss. There's a two-part boss as well, you see, because he's got one bit that flies around and then the main body. So they could collaboratively do a collaborative effort on this on this particular yeah. boss, which has no head, which is flying around. Yeah, but Ryan's got a lot of lives left still. Uh, he's doing all right. Oh, Lee's dead. Lee died. I would have thought like Lee would have been the stronger player here. Does that mean does that mean he's out? If uh... well, potentially he's already kind of used up one continue. But I think it's all down to score. Although I think the accuracy score here will be quite low. There's a lot of bullets flying around with not many hits. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be able to do better. I'm really rubbish at laser quests. I just like run around like like not knowing what to do there. Well, they've managed to successfully beat the level, end of level boss. Thank a lot of people chatting now, now, now a lady and another man have cropped up on the scene. Ryan now is looking at the laser in his face, probably going to blind himself. Very stylish pair of sunglasses the one gentleman's wearing. That's true. Into your accuracy if you're wearing sunglasses while shooting at zombies. Maybe he doesn't want to get green blood in his eye. Maybe. Who won? Quite clearly, Ryan there. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan is the winner of that particular round. How do you feel? Victorious. I'm not even speaking to you, child murderer. I think that's what went wrong for me, to be honest. Murdering the child. So, I will just make sure not to do that ever again. We are here with Nathan from Extend Mode. Uh, please uh, tell us a little bit about your game, Eight Dragons. Uh, it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up, the retro style, okay. uh, for up to eight players simultaneously. Okay. Biggest co-op game we could make. <laughs> I mean, it definitely sort of brought about that sort of Streets of Rage sort of vibe, and but I, I enjoyed it for that reason. So, how far into development is is uh, Eight Dragons? Uh, very, very far. We're looking at doing uh, early access uh, this weekend. Okay, cool. And then uh, a full release this summer. Okay. So August at the latest. Okay. It's going to be on Steam? On Steam, yes. yes. Cool. Having sort of played around with that, so you've got the eight-player co-op. Um, what does Eight Dragons sort of bring to the, the beat-em-up genre to sort of well, make it stand out? It, it's been a while since there were any uh, beat-em-ups with eight simultaneous <laughs> players. Uh, so there's that. Um, it also has a... A story mode that's different depending on, on who's playing. Okay. So one character will have one story, another character will have another story, and they have different levels and different bosses as they, as they go through it. 
But when you have multiple players, yeah. people merge those stories together. So they will have a different set of bosses at different parts of the game, depending on which characters exactly you're playing. Yeah, so when I was playing versus when Keith was playing, mm. completely different areas yeah. were happening. And so that's actually really cool. Apart from like the early access, what are the next steps for the game? Uh, well, bug fixing. Yeah. That's uh, one of the things about an event like this. Mm -hmm. You get more testing than you get at any other time. Yeah, we. I, I noticed um, a small bug while I was playing, which, which fortunately got fixed, but these things happen. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that's part of early access as well. Yes. People hit bugs, tell us, we'll fix them. Yep. And then it will be ready. Yeah. <laughs> Early access this week? This weekend. This weekend, hopefully a full release. Uh, July or August. August cool. the latest. Alright, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. okay, so we are here with Keith and Guy playing Tycho Drum Master. Very cute rhythm game. We've got the reigning champion Guy with his drum training. And we got Keith, who I don't know what his drum training is, but it's probably not very good. Keith playing as Pac-Man, Guy is playing as uh, Lope. Well, well, there we go. And here we go. Oh. Oh. They are both playing in super hard mode, but there is no sound. There is no audio, nope. This reminds me of the opening to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yes, yeah, I can see that, yep, yep. It's slightly painful to watch because I have had experience playing Tycho Drum Master and I'm like, no, <laughs> work harder. He's taking an early lead at the minute. That's pretty good. Guy's gone to hard mode, so he's put himself at a natural disadvantage here. Some strong drum rolls from the both of them though. Very strong. Currently, bad on the screen. currently, Guy's tactic seems to be I'll just keep hitting it until something happens. This isn't really the best tactic, but you know. Keith is pulling out an impressive lead now. Keith is well ahead right now, and it's difficult. It's hard to see if uh, Guy will pull it back from this. And. Uh, He's managed to hit the uh, share video. For the <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't know how Keith managed to do it. Uh, let's see how we can get rid of this. I might have a rematch. There we go. I've sorted the problem. Yes. And it did mean Guy caught up a little bit then. Guy has caught up a little bit, but. Keith's coming well ahead again. Keith proving to be better at the balloons, uh, the balloon mechanic than uh, Guy here. Well, that was a uh, strong performance from Keith there. They both so, failed, yeah, but Keith failed. Yeah. So, uh, how do you feel having uh, won that one, Keith? It came as a great surprise, as I had absolutely no idea what I was doing for most of that game. Fantastic. And um, how do you feel about your tragic loss, Guy? I lost. All yes. oh, right. Well, thank you. Quite right. 
I'm here with uh, Jason and from Stray Bassinus, yeah. and uh, we're here to talk about the game Steamhounds. So tell us a little bit about it. Okay, so in Steamhounds, the player um, commands a team of steampunk mercenaries who right. are doing the dirty work for various factions who are vying for control of a once great but now kind of crumbling industrial metropolis. Mm -hmm. uh, Gameplay-wise, it's kind of a mashup between like a turn-based JRPG-style battle system and like a more tactical kind of grid-based system. Yep. So normally in these kind of games, the character will do their big attack and then they'll just stand around in an idle pose, yeah. politely waiting for their next turn to come around. Yeah. So we decided to switch that up a bit by introducing a system we call stances. So mm -hmm. each character has um, a unique set of stances they can choose from, which allow them to react to stuff happening outside of their turn. Yep. So for example, if you're a, like a ranged attacker, maybe you can support one of your teammates. So whenever yep. they attack, you'll contribute yeah. Or maybe um, if you're a defensive character, you can kind of bodily go and stand in front of and guard one of your teammates. Okay. The game is basically about using these stances to set up kind of combos and chain reactions. So hopefully the battle is a bit more dynamic. Mm -hmm. You're practicing kind of doing stuff, yeah, kind of between their turns. Okay, cool. Um, so, like you said, that it was like kind of a combination of like tactical RPGs and some traditional JRPGs, and I definitely got a sense of that while playing it. Um, what sort of inspired that combination? So, so the initial spark of combination was, I was playing the first of the new batch of XCOM games, so okay. it's going to be unknown, yeah. if you're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. But in that game there's a mechanic called Overwatch, mm -hmm. where you can kind of position your character so that if any enemy kind of runs across their line of sight, yeah. they'll take a shot at them. Yeah. So the thought was, okay, what if we took Final Fantasy, a game like Final Fantasy, and added this kind of Overwatch style mm -hmm. reactive mechanic into that, mm -hmm. and as soon as you have that kind of spark of inspiration, a whole load of ideas from other similar mechanics to Overwatch and different stances yeah. that naturally evolve from that, yeah. and it was kind of accumulated from there. So yeah. Yeah, Final Fantasy crossed with XCOM Overwatch is pretty much the genesis. Yeah, I definitely got that sort of XCOM, uh, sort of Fire Emblem, that yeah. sort of, you know, that sort of combination. I kind of got that sense from the demo, just you know, having to sort of position yourself and, and do all that. Um, but um, what else we got? Question-wise, um, so you said that this this is like a multiplayer-focused game. Yes, yeah, so I suppose that's the other kind of unique or somewhat unusual thing we're going for. So there's a lot of um, multiplayer turn-based games. You know, you have yeah. Hearts and stuff like that. Yeah. But in terms of like a JRPG style, uh, one team on one side, one team mm. on the other, there's not much there. No, there was. Like yeah. Pokemon does it. Yeah. And they're the biggest RPG franchise in the world. Yeah. Which no one else does for some reason. Yeah. So we think that's really kind of yeah, um, but even though it's it's multiplayer, are there plans to add like story mode or anything? Yeah, there? so we definitely want a kind of single player campaign. Yeah. Some, some description. Yeah. At the very least, to kind of act as a tutorial and introduce characters to the different players and different characters and mechanics kind of gradually. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be more of a almost like a management feel to it. Yeah. So you'll be running your mercenary crew, managing your roster of mercenaries and their and your resources, and then you'll be deploying them onto missions where they'll be taking part in. Okay. Um, so, like, from what I've, I've researched, you are a very small team. Yes. So it's just the three of you. So I believe. The core team is three of us. Yeah. There's me, and then there's Andrew and Paul. Yeah. We're based um, respectively in the east and west coast of yeah. the United States. So we're kind of a distributed team. Yeah. Across three time zones. Um, I, we have started going from some really talented contractors who are doing some artwork. For us over the last couple of months, so cool. kind of expanding. But straight past the list, I imagine it's quite challenging working across 
those yeah, time zones and yeah yeah just about works for me yeah and that's you know like just after work for yeah 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 there's plenty of online tools and services out for collaborations and we use things like slack and trello to manage yeah. tasks and chat and stuff like that mm -hmm. so how far along into development is steam hands at the moment yeah so um, what we have now is essentially somewhere, somewhere between like a prototype and a vertical slice so okay. we have the kind of core system and we put it in front of players and we kind of refine based on feedback and we think we have a really solid core but we need to start building content around that to kind of yeah. put flesh on the boat of that. So we've got characters, all kind of battle stages, yeah. talked about some kind of single player structure. Yeah. Right now you can basically do individual like skirmish battles. Yeah. So you can we have our like online infrastructure working so you can play against a friend online, mm -hmm. but it'll be like an individual battle which you invite them to. You want to have a kind of matchmaking leaderboard yeah. system and some kind of like progression and structure around that and none of that's there right now. Okay, cool. So I'm assuming a lot of that is going to be like the next steps for yeah. the project. Yeah, so basically re-leading and working with our artists to kind of replace a lot of the stock assets and artwork we're currently working with yeah. to really like solidify the theme and the look of the game and yeah, and then just more content. Okay, cool. Um, well, uh, so I'm guessing it might be a while before we see a full release. Yeah, we don't have a date Yeah. I mean, we have kind of big plans for it. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely keep an eye on it though. Yeah. And um, thank you for your time. So okay. it is time for Tekken 3 for the third place between Lee and Guy. Lee is going to be choosing Xiao by the look of it. Guy is going for Nina. Odd choice there. Nobody's gone for Gon. Nobody's gone for Achachi. Yeah, it's an interesting choice of players there. Yeah. I think. Based on just purely the player select screen, yeah. I think Lee slightly uh, got this one in the bag. Well, yeah, Although, well, Lee has just a, got in the early, first hit. Early strike then. Oh, hang on, we're back, we're back to equal position. So, Guy seems to be taking more the low punch, low kick route, yeah. whereas Yao's going for the more aerobatic style here. And Although she did land that final uh, kick Nina, Nina opened herself up yeah, there and uh, allowed that to get in. Uh, Joe's yeah. costume is a little worrying, though. Yeah, I was gone for the typical Japanese schoolgirl outfit here. Yeah. So early strike there from Guy. Two strikes, three strikes from Guy. Oh, nice, nice overhead kick there from Lee. Jiao. Okay. Strong play there from yeah. Jiao. Oh. This could be close. Nina did, uh, did well oh, there. Oh, and it's a win for Guy. It was almost um, a repeat of the previous yeah. uh, hit. Win for Lee there. Very strong win for Lee. And Zhao has won that quite convincingly Quite here. convincingly, yeah. So Guy's in fourth place. Lee in third. Very good. We've done it again. We've come to a convention. we bought a box of tat. Clearly a waste of money. Yeah, we, we can't. We can't resist the loot boxes. I'm, they've got us. They've they've finally got us. I feel like an EA drone. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this is the amazing mystery box. But is it really amazing? Well, we'll find out. Yes. But it's the superhero themed one, and it includes a T-shirt. So we had to define size. Oh, yeah. As I am a fatty, extra large. <laughs> there was no double XL. The thing out. is, it's going to be a tight squeeze for you. They'd run out of double XL here at the gaming convention. I mean, oh, it's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Right, are we ready to dive in? Yes. All right, should, we shall hide the contents from the audience. Yes. Not the audience being me and Keith here. 
My favorite thing, though, is the code that they've written to define that it's a superhero box is just sup. Sup. <laughs> <laughs> right, first item. Well, kind of appropriate. Is it, it's a goose. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's an angry goose. They're getting very excited. So, it's kind of kind of appropriate considering our screening. We have, of course, a little Batman. With, with attached hook, so you could have I mean, the world's yeah. biggest key ring. Yeah, so if you want to stick those two keys... And and just have that flopping around inside inside your pocket. You wouldn't even fit that in your pocket. No, you, you could you could attach it to somewhere else if you wanted to. I mean, that's that's your <laughs> idea, guy. You can do that if you want. Right. And who doesn't need a notebook? I mean, we could have done with that earlier today when we've <laughs> we been really writing on the back that. of an envelope. But it has been nicely coloured around the edge as well. So this this is a premium notebook, and it has Marvel comics. So if you are coming up with your Stanley ideas, mm-hmm. you you are branded on here. That's genuinely something I got from for Christmas from a yeah. aunt. So I think we're up to about. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's. Yeah. I think we're up to about two pounds worth of value so far here. Okay. So we still got about eighteen quid to go. Or oh, what's this? You spent twenty quid on this. This is nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, we have power cards. What are power cards? Um, I don't know, but that's what it says on the package. Shall we open them up and see? Yes, we will see. They are Spider-Man themed. Heroes and villains. Uh, Maybe show the next item while I'm fiddling with the package. (laughs) (laughs) Not that package, guys. Alright, so now it's going to the t-shirt. Oh god. Can we guess what it is? It's Ant-Man and the Wasp. It is Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's because we saw it at the label (laughs) first, Brian. (laughs) Technically, a spoiler. Are you going to put this on? No. <laughs> but I just wanted to get it out to see. That's not a bad. I design, mean, that, that's a quality nice. print. It's a, it's good quality thickness cotton. I mean, it's not super thin. Nice print. So, so I mean, we have. I feel like I could give that to the guy who I saw wearing an uh, Avengers Endgame Nebula t-shirt. Yeah. Which, why would you buy a Nebula t-shirt? <laughs> you like Karen Gillan. Ah, <laughs> oh, but why would you buy a Nebula t-shirt, right, man? I'm just going like, wear like, this like this. Okay. Cool. Do you know what? Instead of a Nebula t-shirt, you should buy a Sinead O'Connor t-shirt. We have two very shiny cards within here. Iron Man. Shinies? <laughs> yeah. You have shinies. We have uh, Venom. We have uh, not Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury. It, is that the um, David Hasselhoff Nick Fury? That I don't have? know. But I, I think that is David Hasselhoff era Nick Fury. Right, well, um, got Green Goblin. Uh, Wolverine thrusting towards us. <laughs> uh, we got Beast. Not thrusting towards us. Not thrusting. Just sort of. Just like, menacing. Just, just, gen- just hanging general out. Menacing. You know. Um, got Sandman being punched by Spider Man. Poor um, Sandy. <laughs> Uh, energy Vampire. I think that's supposed what's to be more obvious. Got, got a few of those. <laughs> what's Energy Vampire? And another Energy Vampire. He's a popular character in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> uh, i got Blade. Who is obviously not doing a good enough job between <laughs> these two Energy Vampires. Uh, Bullseye. Dressed like Captain America. Dressed like bit. Captain America. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Captain America, we have him. In a horrible costume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got Invisible Woman looking very visible. Good old Sue Storm. Um, you got Carnage and Daredevil. He's blind. Does everybody know that? He's blind. <laughs> he looks like he's fallen over. <laughs> um, got Doctor Doom. Or is it a Doom bot? Ooh, I don't know. He looks like he's about to lay down some rap. Oh, that's <laughs> Doctor Doom. Though. Is it MF Doom, not Doctor Doom? <laughs> uh, we've got a Hulk. Of course. He's, uh, he's green and big. Did everybody know that? Oh, yes. no. I didn't know that. Thanks, thanks, guy. It's all right. <laughs> 
I got Craven, the hunter, yeah. the unknown land. He's got good. He's what I like. What he's wearing. <laughs> I could see you dressed as that, that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got Red Skull and Silver Surfer. Nice. He's uh, he's silver. A very nice choice for this. Week. Very appropriate. You've got Captain Britain. Oh, nice Brian. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Black Widow. Cool. Who's in the process of just holding up a piece of tape around us. And the thing ready to punch us. Not thing too, unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, Sabretooth auditioning for cats there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right, and we have one final item. Oh, actually, no, no, no. We have oh. we have more items. Oh, oh I should oh. think so for There's twenty quid. Right. What yeah. is in every single loot box we have opened so far? Uh, uh, um, comic. No, no. Like a weird, weird, weird ass figure of some sort. No, no. Think, come on, think come worse. On. Think worse. Think what is in every loot box around the oh, world? Oh, a, a, a Marvel yarn. Uh, shoelaces, Marvel shoelaces. It is the Marvel <laughs> shoelaces. I have like 16 pairs of these now. <laughs> if anybody needs Marvel shoelaces, DM me on Twitter and we will send you a pair of Marvel shoelaces. Marvel shoes! No, it is a Batman pen. Hey, it's a bat pen. Large hands to use that pen. Right, how much value do you think, Ron? I think it's worth it. Maggie's keeping I, it with his other pens. I'm trying this out. See how you it. have a notepad. <laughs> the t shirt probably is worth it. That do, do, is that like kind of like. Awful. It's too good for this pen. <laughs> So we've got Batman, we have the Marvel bag. I reckon you've got about £19.99. We have the blue pen. We have the Marvel shoelaces, which is minus a pound. <laughs> and we have the action cards, but we have one final item in here. This looks like a big item from the it, side here. It, it, it is a hefty item. Are we ready for yeah, the hefty just item? Just reveal it, man. Get it out. What the hell is that? So this is a Marvel Select figurine, and it's a Chitauri foot soldier, which is probably why it's ended up in the loot box, because everybody's looked at the Marvel <laughs> Select figurine, picked the nice ones, and then we've ended up with a Chitauri foot soldier, who was in Avengers Assemble, as it was known in the UK, or Avengers in the US. And we get a girder. I mean, everybody needs a girder. See, I don't even know who this is. Uh, this was like the generic mook. This sort. was the generic bad guy from the first Avengers okay. movie. Okay. And it looks cool. the, the cheek, the cheek of the back of it. Also, look out for Hulk and Hawkeye. <laughs> also, look out for any of the other better figures. I hang on a minute. Range. Why is Hawkeye a better figure here, Ryan? I, I, I don't know. Would you? At least I know who Hawkeye is. That's true. So. Why is White's feet so big? I mean, it it's a nice figurine. <laughs> it's very nicely sculpted. I mean, if we zoom in a little bit, I think this. I think this is probably where most of the value of the box went. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not a bad figurine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could imagine probably paying, what, five, six quid for this to bulk out your collection. Mm -hmm. so yeah, think, you know, or like taking it down the charity shop when yeah. you're done with it. <laughs> I mean, I mean if, if you need some staging for your superheroes to be hitting things, yeah. you do need a couple of mooks to put in, some yeah. generic villains. I mean, I think that's not a bad box, to be honest. Yeah. It's actually better content than I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting this to be similar to the box we opened at the MCM although, video. Although... I, I mean, that's just filler. <laughs> but a reasonable. And it's not a bad t shirt. Yeah. I'm happy with the t shirt. Yeah. Are you going to wear that t shirt in public? I may wear this t shirt in public. You I may wear it to the end game screening. Well, it's better than wearing a Nebula t shirt, isn't it? <laughs> I think even Nebula wouldn't wear a Nebula t shirt. Mm. It's a good representation. You've got one alive, one dead, so, yeah. you know. I mean, we've even got a little bit of the dusting going on. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's Ooh. the artwork. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> But that was our unboxing at yep. Insomnia 64. Yes. Final. And 
Owen has gone for coaching and Keith has gone for the weekend. Simple. At least no one picked her. So, okay, so uh, very much our competitors are violating all the traffic laws by going down what appears to be a standard motorway. I feel like this would never is as dangerous as level like. It is far too dangerous. Brian has a very strong lead. Down first. It also makes you think as well, like, obviously like every Mario character is really, really tiny and stuff. Yeah. So who is driving these adult sized lorries and trucks? Yeah, it's the same question that Super Mario Odyssey has posed with New Donk City. Yeah, I don't get it. It's like, do they just live in like, like a borrower type world or something? Are they like... I don't know. Like, uh, like I really missed out that, uh, that little triangle diamond thing. The, uh, the icon box. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah there we go. Brian had a banana Keith is, in his uh, hand. Keith is trying to get up, to, up behind uh, Brian here, but just can't, can't quite get there. So, uh, but Keith's doing lousy like Luigi, always in second place. Yep, this is why you don't pick Luigi. He's the eternal second banana. I think though, I mean, there could be a late comeback though. Ryan's got those rubbish green shells, you know, the ones that like, they don't like home in on people. Yeah, they're just firing straight away. So, uh, they're the rubbish ones. We're on the second lap now, that little cloud man with the glasses has just told us. I'm, I'm enjoying your description of Mario characters. Yeah, what is his name? Lactu. What? Lactu. 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 That sounds like some kind of lactose and not a red color, like, <laughs> actually go for a poo type drug. Uh, uh, he has Luigi, he has the red shells, so maybe. Come on, Keith, wipe him out. Like, Ryan's just cockily driving along. I think he's going to have a car crash any minute. Right, Ryan's just coasting along in first place. He's, uh, he's got to pull something out to, to get the lead. Right, nah, he's, he's gonna stop this up, man. He's gonna stop this up. You notice he nearly hit the bus then. Like a bus that was potentially full of school children. It's terrible. Imagine that got him out by a little car, like a little go-kart, effectively. <laughs> I think you'd do more damage to your car than the bus, to be honest. I feel like Ryan's slipping a bit now. He's been a bit all over the place over the last few minutes, like all over the road. Like uh, like he's been out drink driving and uh, the designated driver couldn't, couldn't help him get home. Well, I mean, Yoshi's already in trouble for the tax fraud, so adding drink driving to that would uh, <laughs> be perfectly reasonable. Come on, Chief, what that sucker. Well, Keith's got turbo, but it wasn't enough. Just needs one slip up from Ryan here. Let's see if Ryan ends up hitting one of these uh, in that oil tanker there, almost. The thing is, I feel like if Brian Keith wins, it's going to be a modest winner. If Brian wins, we'll not hear the end of it. Go Team Keith. I can see Brian. I mean, like, it's any surprise that I'm on Team Keith, though, really. I mean, yeah. 
monkey getting that shell on him. Oh, so close but so far away. Ryan looks like he's got this in the bag. So confidently he just throws away his last shell at the last minute. Oh! Oh, he stops it off. Oh, oh. I know you both watched this up. Oh. It could have gone so well for Keith. Keith could have turned it around, but then misfortune. Just misfortune. This is a. Oh, it's getting closer. Oh, the last oh, minute oh, takeover. Oh, 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 oh. As Keith gets a last minute win. How close is that? Keith, please tell us how do you feel after that? Uh, well, that just, it just turned around in the final seconds. So that last bit managed to get a boost in. Uh, it's just enough to pick me ahead. 0.8 seconds. 0.8 seconds. <laughs> after a couple of uh, errors in that last lap, it was, uh, it was good to get. Yeah, well, that was impressive, and we can crown Pete as our victor. Loser! Right, Lee, while we're here, we're just going to have a general wander around and look at the merchandise. Yes. So far, I've noticed Harry Potter wands. There's always Harry Potter wands at these things. I mean, I can't think of any really noticeable Harry Potter games. Maybe Quidditch World Cup. Maybe the Lego Harry Potter games. I've heard, yes. I've heard that generally the Lego games are pretty good. Alright, so now we're near the Fortnite Battle Royale stand. Collect a hundred figures of all your Fortnite favourites, including... Yeah, ...random bear thing. And well, we have names up here apparently. We have School Trooper, Raven, Cuddle Team Leader, who's apparently ultra rare, Drift, Love Ranger, Triple Threat, Rust Lord. My favourite is Giddy Up. Yes. I, I think this officially means I'm now too old for Fortnite. Uh, well, as far as I'm concerned, most of these names are energy drinks. Yes. Um, especially triple threat because Drift that's... level 10 apparently okay we got, Ra we got the incredibly imaginatively named Black Knight Rabbit Raider which sounds like something our mom sopper or I was yeah I was going to say <laughs> I think shall we leave the Fortnite stand Let's and move along right Sega has a shop here it's a very small Sega shop they had a lot more Sonic plushes when I was here yesterday yes. And you can get some lovely Golden Axe, Altered Beast, or Alex Kidd in Miracle World artwork. Because everyone wants Alex Kidd artwork. Yep. Sonic branded headphones. Um, there is a Reliant Robin here. Uh, I think this is to do with Movember. I'm assuming due to the giant Movember thing. Yeah. Um, Canvas Man, who sounds like a very rubbish superhero. <laughs> he just paints a lot. Well, there's lots of Deadpool masks. Yeah. So uh, they're all uh, all the terrible cosplaying needs. Yep. Uh, horse masks. Uh, for all your just terrifying needs. Uh, there's always, as usual, the anime stores selling swords for display purposes only. Yeah. Um, 
do we do we want a horse head or a unicorn mask? No, we do not. We definitely don't want that creepy baby mask either. I thought that was a Donald Trump mask. <laughs> they look very similar. They're basically the same thing. And we're in a bit of a crush situation here because everybody's trying to get past us. Uh, many poster prints. Is this our eight games, which looks very wipeouty inspired? Yeah. It have a, if it doesn't have a, a massive rave soundtrack, then it's not worth your time. <laughs> That's the appeal of wipeout. Yes. More plushies than the eye can see. Gaming mats, more latex masks, including a scary duck thing. Um, what, what even is that mask there next to the horse? Um, my nightmares. I think it's <laughs> probably the best uh, description. Um, we have... Very expensive mystery boxes. Many loot boxes. Very expensive boxes. £95. For £145, I would want a console included. Yeah. Um, the there's there's a meet and greet section which is how somebody of some description that that is how well I'm doing with YouTubers nowadays. Um, I, I am on YouTube yes. and I don't know who these people are. <laughs> we 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 are at the Fortnite battle royale zone. Do we think we could hold our metal against these children? No. <laughs> uh, as this is like the Saturday and therefore slightly the busier day. Yeah, there's, there's lots of smalls. Yeah, and... I don't know. Yes. Um, ooh, always love the Asus stand. Everything looks very RGB. Yeah, your colourful keyboards. Yes. I never understood the point of RGB on headphones. You just want to be neon all the time? Yes. There you go. If you want to look like you are made of candy, <laughs> Ooh, do we want to do the Mortal Kombat strength test? What do you think? Shall we have a good? A lot of people trying, so it might take a while. Yes. Yeah, I don't need to know. I'm already the strongest of all the geeky brummy people. It's like if we were a D and D team, I would I would be the uh, tank. Yeah. I I I would be the rogue. Namely, I would be hiding in a corner. I think Keith would be a paladin. Yeah. And Guy would be a berserker. Yeah, Guy would be a barbarian with his with his rage mechanic. Yes. Ooh. As you always need at any gaming convention, a large alpaca, £12 or 2 for 20 And lots of DBA-themed merchandise. Yeah. When did DBA become a thing? Uh, because um, people... Because basically... Here's a character in a popular shooter who's basically a nerd, like the people playing it. So that's why. And also, she just happens to be a hot Korean girl who has a mech. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the mech so much. I mean, a mech's always nice. So if, 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 if you're going to have it, something, I wouldn't mind having a mech. But <laughs> yes, it, it feels very much into the um, We Have O Dream, I believe. Yes, it does. 
Oh, chair massage. I wonder if they do ones for knees. Yeah. Sounds like you need, desperately need one right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I think Guy and Keith might be returning from their toilet trip, so we're going to head back to meet them. So we'll catch in with you in a little bit. Thank you for joining us for day two of Insomnia Gaming Festival number 64. Gentlemen, have you enjoyed yourselves, Lee? Yay. Guy? I thought the 64 was to do with the uh, Commodore 64. No. no. Not 64-bit either. Oh. Well, has Insomnia been going for 64 years? No, I think this is the 64th of the events that they've ah, held. Okay. I think they do like three or four a year or something. Racking yeah. up the numbers, I suppose. Yeah. Well, August Bank Holiday is Insomnia 65 also at the NEC. Mm-hmm. Okay. I so think there's a London event? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They do quite a few of them. I don't think I'm going to be suffering any kind of insomnia tonight after spending two days walking around mm-hmm. the yes. l- rather large gaming halls. Yeah, I mean, I think they've taken over about half the NEC here. I mean, got Hall yeah. 1's got the camping, Hall 2 and 3 have got the main event, Hall 4's got all the bring-your-own-computer stuff. Mm-hmm. It is huge. Hope we've enjoyed ourselves. It's been good fun. Got some great interviews, met mm-hmm. some great developers, yep. played some great games, mm-hmm. bought some TAF. Yep. Got to do that. <laughs> important. Yeah, so Keith, where can we find you online? On Twitter, uh, it's hardluck underscore hotel. Everywhere else is without the underscore. Lee, where can we find you? You can find me on YouTube at Dr. Pet Ferrets, where I do the Ferrets Perth series, where I do first impressions of various different games. Um, recently, did a thing for Dreams. And um, on Twitter, you can find me at The Cheap Ferret. Trying to remember where else you could find me then. When you said the first impressions of games, I was hoping that those were going to be like, kind of like, hey, hey it's me, Mario, I'm doing the impressions. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not those kind of impressions. No. I did, there is one video where I do a terrible impersonation of Kif from Futurama because a character is called Maurice. Cool. Do you remember when uh, the Strokes released now I'm called First Impressions of Earth and it wasn't very good? Was that after This Is It? No, it was after Room on Fire. It was a bit rubbish. That's the one for me. No, that's the one after. That's, um, I forget what I was called. Welcome yeah. to Strokes Chat. I mean, it we've had a stroke. <laughs> you can't remember anything about it. Guy, where can we find you online? Um, Final Guy H Instagram or mixcloud.com slash curiositycrate. And you can find me. 0.8 seconds behind of everybody else. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Parrish on Twitter and little Brimmy Gourmandy for the food stuff and you can find us all at Geeky Brimmy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and geekybrimmy.com where you can find Lee's Gaming Roundup and Keith's Comic of the Week collecting every week and also on YouTube where you can find like our video of Insomnia 64 loads of other videos and Keith's Weekly Comic Roundup as well Sexiest video of the week <laughs> But for now, goodbye everybody Bye. It was called Angles. That's what Cheerio. it was called. <laughs>